Greetings and salutations. I hope your day is both tranquil and fulfilling. I am Athanasius, and welcome back to the podcast of the Boldly Immortal. Don't listen to this podcast. Now, I should I should caveat that, right? Because I don't want you going away, actually. Actually, you know, do what you want. But I'd, I'd prefer it if you could you know, listen to this and uh, get some, some knowledge out of my wild ramblings, as usually seems to be the case. I have become something of a connoisseur of running music, right? Music that's really good for exercising, but particularly running. Um, there's a couple of bands that I like. Um, Future World Music has some pretty good stuff. Um, Audio Machine has some good stuff. The best of the best, hands down, is Two Steps From Hell. They are an absolutely fantastic uh, band. The best I could describe their music, the genre I've heard it called is Epica. Epica. It sounds it sounds honestly like a lot of uh, soundtrack music or trailer music. In fact, when Aquaman uh, trailers started dropping, uh, what was it two years ago now? I uh, I actually recognized the piece, and it really distracted me from from the entire thing because I was just listening to the trailer music because I, I I owned that song from Two Steps from Hell for the past like five years, um, but. This is, I mean, they are, Two Steps From Hell has some of the absolutely best music for running or just generally doing um, activities to that I've ever found. I mean, they are, they just get you hyped, but they also allow you to get in the zone. You know, they have that combination of energetic music, but also, but, but music that is, is simple enough in its essence that you can just let it happen in the background. Once you get used to it, now that's that's my personal personal opinion, um, and uh, some of the music you can't do that with. If I were to recommend anything in uh, particular to try out, it would be "Impossible." is a relatively recent piece, "Impossible" by Two Steps from Hell. Fantastic. It, the The theme is repeated several times in several different styles, and so you get this this recurring uh, pattern of music that kind of builds on itself. And you uh, eventually get to this massive crescendo where everything comes together at once. It's it's really kind of a cool piece, and it's nice and long. It's about eight and a half minutes long. I used to use that when I went running on uh, 10Ks in college, and I would put that on, and I knew I could make it. If I could make it a mile in the course of that song, I was on pace. And so I just have this one thing going. I'd put my little iPod down to my side and run, and just run. And it was fantastic. And I like that kind of music. I mean, even if I'm not running, I like to listen to it because it's uh, it's good for, it's weirdly good for meditating, right? Just sitting and thinking because it, you know, if, it, it actively restraining that impulse to get excited can help direct those energies, those excitement energies into doing something else, you know, into thinking about some epic thought, and uh, so I, I really like their I like their music, I like the the different variety that they bring into it, and I like the the feel of it, like soundtrack music. You know, soundtrack music is some of the best stuff we have in terms of modern music because it has to carry some emotional weight through a full uh, 
a full expression of music. I mean, you have to you have to tie multiple themes together in order to make an impactful soundtrack. Some people are better than that, at that than others, but ultimately you'll end up with some really beautiful pieces uh, because they're trying to manipulate you, and they're trying to manipulate you without being without taking your attention away from whatever they're showing you on the screen. So they're trying to be manipulative, but subtly manipulative. You know, they're not trying to get you in, you're not trying to pay attention to the music. They're trying to have you ignore the music, but be affected by it all the same. Um, and particularly if you're looking for something to exercise to or to think to, that can be helpful. But, uh, but there's a problem with that. And it's something I've discovered. I discovered that I learned it a while ago and I forgot it. And now I'm learning it again and I will eventually forget it and, you know, back and forth. But I wanted to, to comment on it because it was it was kind of kind of weird. I don't know about you, but I have been listening to a lot of podcasts and educational videos and instructional content and and other things over the past uh, few months. I've enjoyed it. Uh, spending my time on that keeps boredom away in this little dinky little apartment of mine, um, and and so that that helps me kind of pass time or have something running in the background while I do menial tasks, right? And I've been listening to a lot of them. I've realized that I like some of them and that others I just owned because I didn't uh, didn't have anything better to do. And, you know, eventually I got sick of them after listening to them over and over and over again. You know, there's a couple of guys who I like it in doses. And when I've got something else to, to going on in my life, I can deal with it. But sometimes when you just get an overload, oof. Um, and looking at the numbers for the listens of this podcast, I can, I guess some of you feel the same way about me. And you know what? But more power to you. More power to you. I got to find a way to make better content then. That's, uh, that's on me. So... So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been listening to a lot of people talking about a lot of different things and a lot of people who I just don't know. And what I, what I finally ran across was a YouTube video about a guy who didn't do that for a day, who just deliberately put down the distraction. Now, a lot of people say, well, put down your phone and, you know, try that for a day. Well, yeah, that, that can be helpful, but it's not exactly practical. And, you know, there's so much that we end up having to do with our phones that it, it's not going to work. It's not a long-term habit that we can build in. But what I tried this week was to run without music. And this is something my I, I did when I was younger with my dad. My dad still does. And, you know, I lose track of it because I have such good music to run to, right? I, I love running to the music that I have. I love exercising. I love being outside with good music, but but I realized that what I had also learned on these 10Ks was I could do it without it. And in fact, I actually bet, ran better without a phone, without music. What I would do is I would check the time before I left, go and come back and check the time again. And this was this was my pattern. I would go out for an hour. I, I no, I didn't care when I got back. I would just go, and and the amount of mental clarity I got from that was phenomenal. And I I totally forgot about this until this week when I decided to do the same thing. And I said, "All right, I'm going to grab my keys and go." And that's it. Keys, keys. You 
keys are enough. I mean, there's going to be plenty of people around. I'm going to be, I'm going in broad daylight. So, you know, if something happens to me, I can, I can find help if I need it. And there's so many people with so many resources around me. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out and, and experience my world. And, and it's something I noticed when I was walking that, that I actually do experience the world better if I have fewer distractions. When, I've, when I walk in an area that I usually run, I notice so much more about the space because I'm actually spending time there, right? I have to, I have to spend more time in that area so I absorb more information about that, about that specific uh, space. This is park that I, I used to, to frequent when I would go on uh, two-mile runs. And it's a really nice little park, just very small, but, but very, very nice. And for the longest time, I had this feeling that you know, I'm so upset because there's really no nature around me. And, and, and part of that is because I miss mountains, right? I really, 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 really miss mountains. The Midwest is just ridiculously flat. Um, but, but I had this feeling that as it was as if without hills and mountains, there was no natural beauty to it. And while I've had to come to terms with the fact that suburban beauty is man-made, I've also have to come to terms with the fact that, well, most of it is anyway. I mean, out west, there is some natural, you know, purely natural beauty that still sits out there. But even there, if we, the moment we stop a forest fire, we're making that. We're deciding where that forest goes, right? And we have enough logging that goes on that we've really done a lot of replanting in a lot of forests. And that's a good thing. And, and the nature I get to see only exists because there's a way to get there. Right? It's very hard to find pure wilderness these days. And uh, those areas of pure wilderness usually are pure wilderness because, well, there's not much out there. There's not much use to them. Um, and so they're, they're still good there for, for getting away. But I shouldn't need to go there to get away, right? What if I could find a way to, you know, so, you know, as they say, get away from it all without actually leaving? And actually, by paying more attention to where I am. And that's what I did. So I left my phone and my headphones home. Right? I, I, I ignored my beautiful running music and, and, and let, it, let it just sit at home doing nothing while I went for a run. And the first bit of the run was pretty hard, honestly. It was, it was rough. It's like, what am I doing out here? This is kind of strange. And then... I started getting in a groove and then something came into my head. Some rhythm came into my head with my footfalls. And then that song came into my head. Impossible. The rhythm. It came into my head as I'm hitting footfalls one after another. And it might not have been the actual beat. It might've been my own personal version of that pace, but the music entered my head as I was running without the headphones. It was there with me because I knew it. And so I was out there and breathing in the, the fresh cut grass, breathing out plenty of phlegm um, because of the fresh cut grass, but just appreciating nature, just enjoying it. And, and all the while, I'm running. So, you know, I, I've been doing this for a, a few days now and my, my legs are sore. And 
my whole body sore and and I'm, I'm just tired and maybe a little bit out of uh, water because I hadn't had any in a while. So I'm hurting, but I just powered through it. I could power through it and I could ignore that because I could actually focus where my attention was going. I could actually, I could actually, you know, for lack of a better phrase, I could hear where my thoughts were. I could hear where my thoughts were focused. I, instead of instead of having this this noise to drown out the the boredom of the monotony of a run, I was just letting the run be the run, just embracing that peace, that that simplicity, embracing the fact that that was okay, and and it got me thinking. It really got me thinking, um, what else could I do this with, right? One of the big things for me is headphones, right? I love headphones. I have a really, really nice pair of headphones that are very helpful for podcasting. And uh, they make music sound really good, but do I really need them? Well, maybe if I had some external music, right? How would How would that change my attitude towards it? Well, I tried that. And I tried putting it on a piece of uh, equipment that I couldn't actually control. It's not quite a CD, but I, I basically have this old MP3 player. I put a whole bunch of songs on there, put it on uh, play, and said, all right, I'm not touching it. I don't know what's coming next. I'm just going to let it play in the corner there. And that improved it. That that that, that gave me the same feeling you know, of liberating me from my own worst excesses, my own boredom by in 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 essence accentuating it by allowing myself to get bored I became less bored right and and then well what's the next step after that shut off the music right shut off the music and shut off the clock cuz I've got a really loud clock I wouldn't be surprised if this if this audio picked it up sometimes because it's just that annoying. So I can't escape the ticking. I can't escape time. But if I take that clock off the wall and pull the battery out, then there's nothing telling me what time it is except the sun outside. And I don't want to do this for a full day because that's not sustainable. I have to go to work. I have to use a laptop for my job. I, I'm not happy about it necessarily. I, there's parts of my job that I love. There's parts of it that I don't, right? And the part that is sitting indoors for, you know, 10 hours a day out of the sun and out of, heck, even out of the cold can be a little annoying in the winter. Um, you know, spending all this time in this in this cubicle environment it's it's annoying but that ties me to the clock right because i i have to i have to create some sort of schedule to to work with my teammates on to have meetings to ensure that that work gets done and that's important that is important but what if when i came home the clock didn't matter right and i could i could make it so the clock didn't matter well at a certain point, it has to matter because I got to go to bed, right? Well, 
what if I could organize my life such that I could maximize the period of time when I could ignore the clock, right? If I could maximize the period of time where time didn't matter. And that's what I've been, that's what I've been trying to work on. And the answer to that in part has been stop listening to so much, right? Stop spending so much time on media. Stop spending so much time listening to people who you will never know and, you know, listening to things you're never going to care about and spend your time actually listening to the people you care about, talking to them, spending time with them, learning about them and, uh, and building community, building family there. You know, one of the things that I listened to today that did seem interesting to me was there was a guy talking about longevity, right? Life longevity. And, you know, one of the big things that I've been going on is diet, and that's important. Diet, um, a healthy exercise, and vitamin D. Those are those are three steps you can take to generally improve your lifespan. Um, and if you're getting enough vitamin D, you're getting a good a good balance of of nutrients and fats and all that, you're you're gonna be good. And you as long as you're not eating too much and staying active. But what surprised me was this this fellow said, if you want to live, and, and the, the question was, if I want to live to 120, what do I do? And the guy responded, build good friendships. And that kind of took me aback. And, and the, the questioner said something to the effect of, well, so I can have a support group, you know, so I can stay on point. It's like, no, it's because, it's because stress kills you. Stress will kill you. It is, it is an active um, ingredient in so many physical maladies. You know, your body will store up stress wherever it can, and you know that that stress creates physical problems that will lead to um, increased mortality. You know, you'll you'll die at a, at a, young, at a, at a younger age. Because you're, you'll kill yourself because of stress, because you're not, you're not doing what you love, or you're not spending time with the people you care about, or you don't have people to spend time with, right? All these things, these are, these are negative effects of stress that come into our life. And what do we have now? Now it's like we've built, honestly, it's like we've built a completely backward society. We... Our diets are totally screwed up, and we're you know we've been we've been pushing the least healthy thing in our diets for for years, but I'm not going to bash that horse anymore because you probably are, don't care about it at this point. Um, but you know we've also we've also increased our reliance on people sitting down and programming for a livelihood, right? We've actively in We've actively incentivized people to be less active in their jobs. And we've actively put people indoors more than ever, right? Well, not, maybe not more than ever. The Industrial Revolution was pretty bad at that. And we are still, we're still trying to come to terms with that, right? We're still trying to overcome our shift from an agrarian to an industrial society. Um, and it's tough. It's tough, admittedly. Uh, but uh, but we we haven't had people indoors. We haven't had people outside for for years, 
And, uh, and then finally, we have, we've currently built a culture that spends all of its time online, on Facebook, on digital relationships, on digital content, rather than books even, right? Books or horsing around outside. And I know that right now that can be harder than ever. So if it helps, I know it's probably not good, to, but, but if it helps, I'm going to tell you, stop listening to this podcast and go shake someone's hand who's not in your family, right? That's my, that's my admonition. You need germs, right? One of the reasons that I've always had a good immune system, as far as I know, is that as a kid, I played in the dirt. I played hard in the dirt. I loved the dirt. I loved the muck. I loved the uh, the grass, and I loved the weeds, and I probably ate too many of them and got way too many allergens in my system and bacteria involved with me and, and all those things. And my gut learned how to fight immune, fight, uh, fight viruses, fight everything. It, it learned how to detect a threat and fight it. And every flu season, I gave myself my own personal uh, nasal vaccine, right? Because the body is so good at collecting the, a sample of those germs. You know, I would recommend you don't do it in public because it's generally frowned on. But yeah, go ahead and pick your nose if you want a vaccine. If you want to vaccinate yourself, do that every once in a while. Get an idea of what germs are in the air. Don't live in a bubble. If you live in a bubble, you'll hurt yourself. You'll hurt yourself because you won't know what to do when you enter the real world. And the same thing applies to society. All right? Get yourself a little bit dirty. Now, you, you want to build yourself up before you do it, but, but understand what it means to be in the real world, to live a normal life. One of the best things that's happened for me recently is my ability to go and walk among housing developments, right? To actually just go out and walk with real people in real houses, not in apartment complexes, not on college campuses, but real people. And not to say that everybody else isn't real, but the majority of people in our country have houses of some kind, or they live in houses of some kind. So go walk among them, right? See what their life looks like, right? Meet them on the road. Say hello. Be, uh, you know, meet, see the kids playing out in the front yard and let them know they're okay. You know, you don't mind if they're playing in the sidewalk, all right? Because that's what they're supposed to be doing. I know it's, it might be harder now than ever, especially with everyone afraid afraid of everything but if you don't go out if you spend your life stressing out about this you're not going to have much life left to live right think about it we have to there is a life after this i mean heck there's a life after death for pity's sake so what are we waiting for what are we so afraid about what are we so stressed about right let's Let's maybe shut out some of those stressors. Let's, let's cut down on some of the, the excess noise and spend a little more time doing what matters, finding out what matters. And you're going to get sick of it. Yeah, sure, that's okay. But embrace it. Embrace it because you're not going to get it back. You're not going to get it back. The time we have now and the time we're going to continue to have is limited, right? And we know that 
We know that now. We've always known it, but we know it now particularly because we're having to think about we're having to think about other people and trying to make sure that they have the time that they need. Well, you know what? That's true. That's true. But think about yourself a little bit too. It's important. It's important because you matter to the people around you. Right? You can't think about the people around you and you can't care for them if you're too busy stressing out about your own life, if you're too busy worrying about your own problems, if you're too busy hurting yourself to try and solve you know, everything on your own shoulders, to try and fix the world. If you're too busy in your own head with your own problems, you can't help other people. So shut up, stop listening to this podcast, and go for a walk. Put your phone down. Leave your phone at home. You'll be fine. Leave your phone. Leave your wallet. Leave your, you know, keep your keys because you want to lock up. We don't live in that nice of a society. Um, it would be it would be nice, but we're not there yet. Um, but just go for a walk. Meet your neighbors. Breathe the free air. And uh, enjoy the peace while it lasts. Enjoy the quiet. So. Third time's the charm, and I hope I don't have to say it again. Don't listen to this episode. Well, at least not anymore. And for those of you who uh, have stuck around, I'm not giving you a choice anymore. May your day be both tranquil and fulfilling.